Hi, everyone. Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. High-profile San Diego civil rights attorneys sued Sheriff Bill Gore last year over how he handled COVID-19 inside county jails. Now, as infections and deaths continue to climb, the lawyers are asking a judge to grant an immediate injunction to force the sheriff to improve COVID-19 protocols. Watchdog reporter Jeff McDonald reported this story with freelance journalist Kelly Davis. So Jeff, the ACLU wants to see uh, jail conditions change, and you got a hold of some testimonies by inmates, and I'm wondering if you can describe, um, you know, what conditions are like now, according to those inmates. Yes, uh, so the inmates uh, all supplied sworn declarations to the ACLU and their partners in this lawsuit that was filed last summer, uh, late spring, actually, June, uh, against Sheriff Bill Gore for his handling of the COVID-19 crisis. And um, they describe a series of, uh, you know, difficult conditions inside the jails, uh, everything from uh, not being offered tests very often, uh, not being given results of tests, not being given proper uh, safety equipment, not being given sanitation supplies so their uh, cells can be cleaned. Um, not being given medical treatment when they do uh, present symptoms uh, that may be COVID-19 related. Uh, the guards are lackadaisical about wearing the equipment. Uh, some, some do and some don't. Uh, and probably most importantly, big groups of inmates coming in and out of various quarantines uh, seemingly haphazardly. And the reason that's a problem is because every time a new population is introduced into an isolated uh, group, uh, they have to extend the quarantine. And that's a problem for inmates because they miss medical appointments and they miss court dates. Uh, one person who supplied a declaration had his jail stay extended by more than a month because uh, his court date was pushed back. And this is a guy who hadn't been convicted and uh, was awaiting trial and wanted to, you know, get out of jail, but couldn't afford the bail. And his, uh, his proceeding was delayed for more than a month. So uh, yeah, it's a problem inside the jails. Yeah, I mean, not all the descriptions had to do with COVID, you know, complaints about COVID protocols. Some of them were really basic sanitation things. I think uh, it said inmates, you know, 30 something inmates were sharing one toilet, uh, that showers were backing up, that worms were present. I mean, does the history or does the jail have a history of sanitation problems and, and other problems like this? Yes, they do. And as you know, it's not all COVID related. Um, we should be clear that jail is not a nice place. It's not supposed to be a nice place. Uh, however, the law says when you do deprive someone of their liberty, you have to provide certain amenities like food and sanitation and clothing and medical care. Uh, so that's not always being complied with according to um, not just this batch of declarations, but a spate of ongoing lawsuits and, and prior lawsuits that have been settled uh, by the county. Um, so it's, it's a difficult situation. Regarding the plumbing, um, sometimes the inmates aren't cooperative and they do uh, you know, plug up toilets on purpose because they're angry and bitter uh, and, and they wreak other uh, havoc that uh, disrupts the flow of uh, you know, good habitation. But uh, you know, the departments should confront this and manage it in a way that doesn't uh, harm the overall population the way San Diego County jails seem to be doing. 
How have the jails responded to these allegations so far? Uh, well, the, they uh, they didn't talk to us for the story, but that's not surprising. It's a public agency, and uh, they don't like to litigate this stuff in the press. Um, we do include their responses in court. Now, they haven't responded to these specific declarations that were just filed uh, uh, a week or 10 days ago, uh, but they will, and there'll be a hearing upcoming on this uh, request for an injunction. Uh, by and large, the county uh, council and the sheriff's department uh, both say that they're doing a a pretty good job in under difficult circumstances managing the uh, the jail population and specifically the the pandemic uh, the problems created by the pandemic. So uh, you know they're proud of their efforts and uh, you know they say that there's only been uh, a handful of deaths and uh, and a handful uh, a few dozen uh, hospitalizations, which uh, you know from their point of view seems like a pretty good track record for the thousands of people they house and. Uh, you know, how much more pervasive uh, the infections could be. Yeah, well, your story noted that the George Bailey facility is over capacity uh, by a couple hundred people. Are they going to address that? It's not clear. It's been over capacity for weeks, uh, if not longer. Uh, it fluctuates. Uh, the populations of all the facilities fluctuate day in and day out. Uh, so, you, you know, we can't get a... Uh, you know, a clear answer on, on why that facility is overpopulated. A number of the other uh, facilities are close to um, capacity, the rated capacity, and, and, you know, that seems to be exacerbating some of the uh, infections uh, and the transmissions. Uh, so they haven't really explained to us uh, in a way that we can understand why that keeps happening. Uh, they do have a much lower population now. It's 25% or so lower than it used to be uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, so I, I don't know. No, they don't have a, uh, uh, a clear answer on why, uh, why George Bailey particularly is, uh, over, overcrowded. Okay. Well, what does the ACLU, uh, want to see change about COVID protocols? Uh, they want the judge to order the department to implement the CDC guidelines. Now these are recommendations put forward by the federal government, uh, that are designed to stop the spread or slow the spread of the virus. <clears throat> excuse me, not just, uh, you know, in the, in the community, but also in specific what are called congregate living environments, such as jails and prisons. Uh, social distancing, of course, isn't always uh, possible, especially in a, in a, in a jail setting, uh, but there are steps that the uh, department could be taking, uh, the ACLU says, uh, that it's not, and they want the judge uh, to issue a, a preliminary injunction ahead of any trial which is scheduled for later this year because they consider the conditions as they persist today to be so uh, dire that uh, they need a judge to intervene now before trial. Yeah, your story noted that ACLU chapters um, around the country have filed similar complaints. Uh, have they been successful and does this have a chance of being successful? Well, yes, uh, they have been successful. Uh, we also noted in that story that uh, so, and my colleague Kelly Davis and I, that uh, uh, even when the, uh, the civil rights uh, law groups uh, prevail, uh, the departments or the defendants don't always uh, implement the agreements they plan to uh, and they attest to, uh, to do so. Uh, part of that is because uh, it's difficult, it's hard. And, uh, you know, these aren't public health professionals, they're corrections professionals, and it's a much different mindset. Uh, and their priority is, uh, 
personal safety, departmental safety, and uh, maybe public health takes a, a backseat to those uh, more pressing issues in their view. So even in places where uh, courts have ordered changes to be made and departments have agreed to uh, practice these, um, these um, to exercise these practices that will reduce the spread of the uh, virus, uh, they're not always successful and they don't always follow through with what they expect to do. So, you know, we'll have to keep watching and see what happens in San Diego. Well, yeah, complicating all of this, uh, Sheriff Bill Gore is retiring in just a few days. I mean, what effect will that have on the lawsuit and, you know, possibly conditions going forward? I don't expect it to have any immediate effect on the lawsuit. He is the named uh, defendant in the case, but that's uh, simply because of his title as the elected, uh, you know, county sheriff. Uh, and so that will switch to whoever uh, succeeds him, uh, both in the interim and after uh, the November election when a new sheriff is chosen. Uh, the two leading candidates have uh, pretty different points of view on, uh, you know, not just jail practices, but law enforcement practices in general. So it'll be interesting to see how voters uh, decide. Uh, one of them is the uh, sheriff's undersheriff, and another is a former commander who challenged uh, Sheriff Corps four years ago and came uh, reasonably close. I think he was about 10 points away from uh, upsetting a, you know, a long-time incumbent. So uh, we'll see what happens come November. Jeff McDonald, watchdog reporter at the UT. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much.